Hello and welcome into the Section 109 podcast. Matthew, we're here to do a little game recap from Studio Breezy with Mix and Toby. Mix is uh, currently trying to lick the peanut butter out of a t- Kong toy next to Matthew. Here, buddy. Let's, let's move you a little bit. A little bit more right, th- right there. There you go. There we Here go. Bud. Got them all set up. Matthew, how are you feeling uh, reviewing this? Give it a second. One nothing win in case you uh, mistakenly started watching this and you wanted to catch up on the game. I might have spoiled it for you. One nothing win, Chattanooga Football Club at home against uh, Flower Shitty Union. It was a... Uh, <laughs> that was my dig at Flower City. Um, yeah. So uh, let's just start out straight. How you feeling? Uh, I feel... I feel... Decent. Uh, and I had to think about that for a second because I wasn't really sure what I was going to say until that exact mm. moment. Uh, I feel decent. The uh, the clean sheet was was really important for me, uh, and, and maybe more important than than the clean sheet was. There wasn't a lot of danger in 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 in, in Flower City's play. Uh, I mean, th- there there were a couple of moments that were legitimately terrifying. Yes. You had the, you had the long ball that that Jean Antoine had to come out of the box and use his head for, and did not make the best contact with it. Uh, a great, great, block great to follow block that up and, from Aiden, and and also great recovery because that that play ends with a with a shot from outside the box that Antoine saves. Yes, uh, cleanly. I mean, look, Aiden Bowers blocks that shot. Perez is right there. I mean, I guess it could be Perez. Like I'm pretty sure it's Aiden Bowers, and then Bowers pushes him out wide, keeps him from being able to turn. Gives Jean time. gets back. Like yeah. it's it's well played, and it's something we've talked about with personnel as policy. Yeah, and we have just better defensive players, better, better better defensive personnel on this team. And you see good defensive players make good defensive plays, and there's a really good defensive play made there. It's not the worst idea from Jean to come out because he needs to get somebody, he needs to get he, to that ball. To, yeah, he needs to come out. And he out. gets enough on it that they don't get a quick shot, and then he gets back. And yeah, it's just, it's a, something that was very dangerous that ends up not being very dangerous. Yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff that I think could have been dangerous that mostly became not dangerous. Uh, and that's and that's really really good to see because sometimes you don't play your best offensive game or maybe maybe the more accurate way to phrase this is not our most sharp offensive game and you know you need to make sure that that the game stays nil nil when you haven't scored yet or it needs to stay one nil when you're up a goal uh, sure. you, you know limit limit those moments and so I, I thought like overall defensively we we limited the number of moments that could have been dangerous and then prevented them from becoming more dangerous most of the time. Something that we saw in this game that we we hadn't really seen this season except for one half is Colin Stripling at right back. How did you feel like his game went? Uh, I thought, I, I feel even better about getting him 45 minutes in Albion. Mm-hmm. Um, as now, that I've, now that we've seen the 90 with him again, at home against Flower City Union, I thought he was was better throughout throughout uh Saturday's match um than he was even at Albion. Uh like very much like it was a rust buster and and this was this was good. Um and and his his ability to play to play quick balls, to play first time, uh both offensively and in, in defensive moments, uh really helped us take away danger and also create some danger. I mean he's got the pass that comes in one time to Alex McGrath. That McGrath controls and and gets a gets a shot off that the keeper makes a good save on and, and and there was there were a lot of moments like that where his ability to play quick and and to step into midfield in that John Stones role 
Uh, what is the John Stones role? Where you start out as a right back, even though you're kind of a center back, but you end up playing center defensive midfield a bunch. You'll move you'll move in and out, but like he was alongside Richard for for large portions of possession, um, and 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 some I, defensively as well. Yeah, and and Rod being a, a pep disciple, this is not terribly surprising to see this development happen. I think the difference you saw with, uh, like, let's say Jung Woo So, who started all the games in the preseason and the season up until now, is that while Jung Woo So would be more out wide next to Richard, but out wide, and Colin did that some, he was much more often tucked in next to Richard and then sometimes out wide as well. He just kind of was tucked in more often into the midfield, and then he did some of the same stuff that the yeah. Jung Woo So did. And uh, I actually, I actually think Colin's Colin's tucking in. Uh, just so much more that I don't think JP was tucked in nearly as much as he yep. had been. Uh, Instead of playing a two three, that's like really like symmetrical. Let's call it, which we have with Jung Wusou playing. We've been pretty symmetrical with our, our three in the middle. Like it's this game was much more. Colin is tucked in, and then JP's kind of up and down, and and also alongside I, I, Richard. I was, I was going to say more of, of like a um, uh, a a two three, but offset. Yeah, this was my, this was actually more similar to last year, where Tate came into the midfield some and was kind of like playing with three center backs, where he got forward some, but not a ton. Like Colin also got forward some, but he was very responsible defensively, and he made a lot of big defensive plays. Um, and I thought this was, yeah, I thought this was a really, really nice, good thing. And I, I think he's probably, probably, that was our best 11 minus Marcus up top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think so, at least so far, based on the personnel we've played so far this year. So, take take me through what you were feeling after the match before you watched it again. So I felt like offensively we were pretty terrible, um, and then on rewatch that wasn't the case. We weren't great offensively. This is our worst offensive game of the season, um, but we were we in another game a, a different referee or a few bounces different, or a couple good touches different, it's two or three nothing in the first half. Yeah. Um, we were not, I felt like during the game, we just were danger adjacent, but never really actually dangerous. And I think we were danger adjacent and actually dangerous. We just lacked a little bit of sharpness. Or to be fair, Flower City came out with a very good defensive plan and pl- made good defensive plays, but we were just much more dangerous than I realized. Um, on, yeah. on the rewatch, and that's why I try to rewatch before these reviews when I can um, to give try to give myself a little bit of time to be out of the emotional part of it and a little bit more into the um, into the trying to be analytical. And yeah, I think we were. It was this was not such as big a step back offensively as it felt like uh, at the end of the game. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. So I, I've only seen now. Uh, I've only seen the first half on rewatch, uh, but I, I do my my thoughts during. On, on on match day, where's that like? Or if the first half was our worst half, so if if my opinion of of the first half has gone tremendously up, having now watched it, I assume my opinion of the second half will will go up a little bit. Um, but also like you know, I, I think it was interesting, and, and I'm going to go ahead and go through the starting lineup here to, to talk, about, talk, talk about this point. Um, you know, no changes. Uh, with the exception of Colin Stripling starting uh, for for Jung Wusso, and then one Louis getting the start for Marcus Nagelstad. Marcus out with an injury. We saw him um, in San Diego after the game with ice on his uh, calf slash shin. He caught some studs to the calf slash shin 
uh, and he is okay. I saw him walking outside of CBC. He was he was available. He was available for selection, um, and I and I think w- could have been used in a, in a if we were down, but I think they were really intent on not, uh, if at all possible. I wonder if if Rod had tried to sub him in before the penalty to take the penalty, <laughs> if they would have. I'm not suggesting that's what he should have done. Let me be clear. But I wonder if they would have let him. You know, how you like sometimes they um they do subs in basketball for like specific situations. I wonder if the referee would have been like no after the penalty. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'd be curious. Because uh, I'd be curious how that works. Because and when we could, we could oh, sorry. Let's finish starting lineup. I just had a well. Thought so, there. so those were the only change. The, those two were the only yep. changes. You had Taylor Gray starting up top, which didn't last long. Yeah. So I, I want to make a I, I want to make a point here, and and this is not in case in case this gets listened to by the front office. This is not a criticism. Like I don't actually functionally care. Uh, Juan Louis was listed as the striker, and Taylor Gray out, out wide left, and um, and and Damian out wide right. And I'd like to think of this as more of a the front office, whoever made the graphic, was uh, just anticipating that Juan Luis would spend more time as as the striker as opposed to on the left. Well, the front but office was correct. They were correct. They except that that wasn't the starting lineup. Uh, yeah, so they lined up. Taylor Gray was w- lined up as as the main the main number nine, and Juan Luis was the left winger. Yep, that is how we saw them play. Uh, that that was how we saw like Juan Luis get subbed into for for Marcus in the Open Cup match. Uh, in Des Moines is, is how they were. They were, yeah, they were with, situated. with Juan Louis out left and Taylor up top. And and that lasted for, and I had to write this down uh, before we did this, that lasted about 15 minutes. Uh, and and I think, I don't think it's a coincidence that that was our probably our poorest 15 minutes of the game. Um, it, it just didn't work. And like sometimes, sometimes things just don't, don't work. They weren't clicking. And, and so like they switched, they switched Juan Louis and, and Taylor and I thought both players uh, were were in better positions for them to succeed um, in 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 those in, in those respective places. Like one Louis would stay in, in the main channel in, in in the center channel. Taylor Gray, we know what he can do out out wide left. Uh, he does it <laughs> basically every game, and it, it it just it just from there it flowed better. Uh, there was, I mean, there was, there was obviously no goals in the first half, but it was, it was better and more dangerous. And, and upon rewatch, it was way more than just like a couple, you know, a couple half chances here and there. And that was basically it. There were some really big opportunities here. Uh, I, I mean, I counted up before we went on air here, I counted up maybe what, seven or eight of like, if, if just sometimes it's a really good, a really good play from flower city and full credit. Uh, sometimes it's a good save. Sometimes the shot could have been better and it was still a decent save. Uh, and sometimes like just the ball, like the spinning ball hitting the turf just bounces, you know, just a, a little bit outside of, uh, of an outstretched foot. And, you know, if, if, if one little thing goes differently and this is how sports work, right? Mm-hmm. But like if one little thing goes differently, you've got like, you know, potentially three goals and, and up to in like the best case dream world scenario, like seven. Like, like massive chances, so. Well, they weren't all massive chances, but yeah, but they could have turned into one. Right, right. Like, like thinking about like the goalkeeper coming out, and and like Juan Luis on rushing, and number one, if Juan Luis is a step ahead, he's gonna take the ball around the goalkeeper, and, and it's a tap in. But the goalkeeper like literally kicks it into Juan Luis, and just the way his the angle of his body is, he goes out for a throw in as opposed to bouncing off Juan Luis and heading back towards the goal. Um, yeah. And, 
Totally. It, it's bad luck there for on our end and, and a good play by the Flower City Keeper. Hey, buddy, I'm going to move this for you, okay? Over there. Yeah, good luck. Good hey. luck with that. You'll, you'll find it, buddy. There it is. There we go. Kind of so, like, like the goalkeeper in Juan Louis. Just... Yeah, so like it, it's it, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes you, the bounces don't just go your way. And I think it, if I look at this game as a whole, this is the type of game where bounces didn't Sorry, bounces didn't go our way. I might have a mic problem there. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, bounces didn't go our way. I don't think the refereeing was very good. And that's an understatement. And uh, you know that that's a game like last year. I think we I think that game is ripe for nil nil or ripe for like a loss. Uh, it, it just like it had that kind of feel to it. And you know our our offense was was pretty darn good last year. Our offense is pretty darn good this year. Uh, and obviously not having Marcus like mattered and and I think affected the game for sure. But I what one of the things I really like about this team this year and the way that uh, that Rod and the staff have have put together the squad is that I I think this team is just better insulated for situations like this. Like sometimes you're going to have an off night. Sometimes you're not going to be able to be as effective and, and as sharp. And, and and maybe there's some physical play and the referee's not not doing us not doing us any favors, and you know you have to be prepared to to, to ride some of that and and to still defend mm-hmm. and to still not give up, uh, not give up big chances. And look, some of their base, so they're big- and, and and you still might you still might get scored on. You still might lose in those games because low percentage chances still sometimes go in. Uh, but this team seems like it's better at limiting yes. those types of opportunities and cleaning them up when they do. And they did happen. Like Absolutely. But there's way more cleanup happening with this group in, in midfield in the back line, uh, I think, compared to last year. And I think that that bodes well going forward. I agree. Uh, let's talk about the subs real quick and then the, the goal as well. So the timeline kind of went like this. We played the first half. The big, the first big thing was that switch in the 15th minute, which you've already mentioned, um, switching the left winger and the striker. Um, and that we genuinely played a lot better after that. But we keep going forward. And at halftime, like you, I mean, you and I talked briefly, like Rod's not the type of guy to make a halftime substitution unless there's like a yellow card in play, which he did yeah. um, in the last game at Albion. Uh, and he didn't make. He stuck to tr- form. He tried to let them play it out. But rolling into the uh, 60s, no, sorry, where was the, oh yeah, it was 67th minute, there it is. 67th minute, Lenny Lopez comes on for Juan Luis, and the game changes immediately. Four minutes later, Richard Dixon uh, scores a penalty earned by Taylor Gray. So that's the that's the first big dot on the timeline, which we will come right back to. In the 81st minute, um, we got a Mutai Muape sub and a Beto Alvarenga sub, meaning Beto came in for Luis, which we have seen a lot. Damien came out Mumu in for Damien. Um, with a, a Taylor, cha- a change, a pairing that's been happening yes. as well. And Taylor staying out wide, and um, and that was it. And that was it. And, Lu- and Lenny being up top already. So uh, let's go to the penalty. Yeah, Taylor's in the box, takes a good kick to the legs. Um, Crosses over two defenders, whatever it was. One of them kicks them. I watched normal, it a bunch of times, and I still can't figure out why the defender and what happened. I mean, like, the defender standing straight up. I don't know. It's it's weird, but like he, like definitely impedes Taylor. Um, get a penalty, and then Marcus isn't on the field, and we haven't had a penalty without Marcus being on the field in a game that mattered, aka not a friendly. Um, 
all last year. Uh, yeah. The not, one, not once Ian last Sarah, year. Ian Sarah was the very first one in the very first game. Yep. Um, and he missed and then put it right back in. And what Ian Sarah's no longer on the team. Um, and we had Chris Bermuda score a couple penalties in the Charlotte game. Mm-hmm. But that was uh, a, a game that didn't matter. No offense, Charlotte. Um, <laughs> or no offense, CFC players. Lots of offense to Charlotte. And... And so I was wondering who was going to take the penalty. What were you thinking when Richard grabbed the ball? I legitimately thought that Richard was uh, was doing that thing that you sometimes see. Although Taylor Gray did it in the last time there was a penalty, but Richard did it the time before that. Richard did it the time yeah, before that. So like I, I legitimately thought he was grabbing the ball. He was going to protect the spot. I I kind of take figured, the abuse from the other players. I kind of figured that that I think Flower City and like maybe Michigan is is still Michigan. But I think Flower City is the spiritual successor to Michigan Stars. And like they're gonna be a little bit shitty. They're gonna, you know, try to play possession when they can. They're gonna try to pack it in when they can. Uh try to keep the scores low, give themselves a chance on the counter or something. And I was fully expecting like out all out shithousery. I mean, like in from the goalkeeper from player. I mean, this is the same goalkeeper that flipped us off during the match. So like double birds and grabbed his nuts at the same time. Yeah. It was quite the gesture. So like I was fully expecting like something like Emiliano Martinez wannabe ass type player. Like I was expecting something to happen. So I figured Richard was going to hold the ball. That's what I thought. Like stiff arm somebody, like beat somebody over the head with it, you know, preserve the spot, do all the things you have to do and then turn it over. And frankly, I thought it was going to go to Alex McGrath uh, because I think if, if Richard subs out or is absent for any reason, uh, the armband goes to McGrath because we've seen that happen last year. Mm-hmm. And, and, and McGrath would just step up. It just feels like something that like McGrath or even maybe Luis Garcia Sosa would be tasked to do. The penalty or the or the, 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 the penalty. Um, so I in, thought in, that- in my wildest dreams, I would not have like expected Richard Dixon to just then put the ball down and stand over the spot like he was going to take it. Like I still thought this was a joke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then when it became very very clear that it, it was not. Uh, and this is and this is like the Michael Jordan. Uh, no, it's the Charles Barkley. Uh, you know, I, I have to apologize. I was not familiar with your game type thing. Like I almost turned around and was like, did the like the Sean Russell? Like I, I can't, I can't watch, watch. I can't yeah, watch yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Uh, and 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 he steps up and and you know we put the out. You know the captain puts his team on the back, gets it done. I don't think it was the cleanest penalty on earth. And and the goalkeeper guessed the right way. Just and got a hand gets on a, gets it. Gets his fingers on it. Uh, but sucks to be five eight. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, you know, job done. Like, it's all that matters. The ball. It's a penalty. Like, the, all that matters is the ball goes in the net. So I had all the same thoughts as you. All the same thoughts. And then I was. I what I started doing was intently watching the other players, trying to guess who it was going to be. And nobody had any body language that said it's going to be me. And at, at a certain point, I was like, oh, sh- it's going to be Richard. Like, and I looked back and he was setting up for the penalty because, and I looked, but I, I figured that out though halfway through that because like none of the other players, like I thought, well, maybe it'd be Taylor, maybe it'd be Alex. Those are my two kind of thoughts. Neither one had, I mean, they were just both like, what, like, I mean, if they had been acting, which they weren't, but if they had been acting, it would have been an Oscar worthy. It had to be, it had to be predetermined in my opinion. I don't think so. I asked Richard after the game and he just said, you know, basically like, no, I take some penalties in practice. Like I'm, I'm pretty good at them. And I just went and grabbed the ball and I, you know, I'm. He didn't say I'm the captain, but that was like the vibe that I, I kind of got. Am the, I am the captain. Um, and also, don't forget, Lenny was on the field. Yeah. Um, big striker who definitely took them in college because I've seen his college tape. 
Um, one of the things that I really liked about that, and I look, I, I I love you, Rich. I hope you don't take a bunch of more penalties. I hope you take no more penalties. I hope that's oh, all, oh, Marcus. Um, <laughs> but if uh, if it happens again, the thing I liked is that he didn't let that be a big moment that might like, home debut overtake a guy like Lenny, right? That it, and that if potentially it gets saved or he misses, could be a real detriment to his confidence and his season or whatever else. Didn't let that happen. Um, he didn't let. It, obviously, there was not a secondary like player who was the I mean like last year it probably would have been Ian Saro like it or not like yeah. Ian would have been the guy to step up I'm sure if Marcus is not in there I think there obviously wasn't that second person so Richard was just like it's me and he Richard is big enough for that moment Richard's shoulders are broad enough for that moment yeah and it didn't matter because he doesn't matter what happened what happened all that matters is he put it where they couldn't get to it yeah that's uh, that is all that matters. So as soon as we score that penalty, w- the game immediately opens up. So let's talk a little bit about Flower, what Flower City had done in this game. That was very very smart and something we might see more often. They gave up on the idea of scoring goals, um, in the sense that like they didn't play like a super aggressive offensive style or even a pressing style that was gonna overwhelm us. What they did do was man mark our entire midfield and and say like. And our, our outside backs and say, center backs, you have to beat us. Yeah. And it was it was evident that the referee didn't help us when Juan Luis kept getting run through the back and he just didn't call it. And so that out ball from the center backs became very difficult. And we had trouble moving up the field. And did we still create some stuff? Yeah, we did. But there, I felt like their plan was really, really good, really, really smart, really, really well organized and caused us a lot of problems on a day that we weren't as sharp as we needed to be. And we didn't have a Marcus and until Lenny came in, a person to kind of occupy that central space and like be an outlet. And we just weren't clean enough on all our touches. And like their their defensive plan was very, very good. The, the man marking, and I think we'll see more teams try to do it, that man marking, beat, make your center backs beat you um, is not a bad idea against us the problem is in order to do that i don't think you can play like if diacate is in that game um i'm not sure he can press as well as whoever they had playing up top whatever midfielder or yeah, or, yeah. or winger they had playing up top who was very mobile um like i think you, they sacrificed a lot of like i, I ability think to i score. think score look diacate was not was not in town yeah what do you think happened matthew i was told a story from hey let's let's spread some salacious gossip I was told a story. I don't know if I'm, I should be telling this story. Uh, well, you, you, let's just say he he may have chosen not to travel. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll just that's say the, this. That's the, that's we'll, the we'll story just say we heard. This. The story that we heard is that uh, for whatever reason, he has not been training for the last couple of weeks, uh, potentially potentially due to uh, his living situation in, in Rochester. And I'll leave it at that. And um, see if that fixes it. And, Sorry, listeners. And so, like, he hasn't he hasn't tra- he hasn't trained in two weeks. He did not make the trip down thirteen hours in vans, and uh, and I and I don't know, like, I don't know how true if it's half true or, or what the deal is there. But he was not there, so like, I think they lost. And like, I've never been super high on on Diacate in general. No, he's terrible. But I I think they lost legitimately like some some good counterattacking threat and someone who was pro- had does have a proven ability to score goals in this league. Yeah, he was a he was a second leading scorer last far behind, but yeah, you know, second leading so, scorer for Albion. So like I I think if they were able to get a get a good counterattack opportunity, like he's the guy you want to center the ball to, or like ask him to beat one player and score. And I think 
without him, Flower City, you're kind of giving up that goal threat. And in doing so, I think it allowed them to set up their defense in such a way that they could do all the running necessary, not really pressing running, but do all the running in midfield necessarily. Because they basically played a 0-4-6. I'm sorry. Yeah, a 4-6-0. Right. With no striker, six midfielders running around and not pressing the center back so much. But as soon as that pass came out of the center backs, they were on whoever that was and they were man marking that player. So look, it was pretty effective. They marked Richard Dixon out of the game offensively for most of the game yeah. because they had him uh, either that, single or double. That, that was the that was the striker. Not a striker, but like the the, uh, the guy who was occupying essentially that slot was just on Richard. And I think you saw that both Luis and Alex had a quieter game than they normally do. Um, and that's it. That's to their credit, the credit of Flower City, that they made sure that the pressure in the midfield yeah. was was good. And like credit to them. This is what I expected a lot more teams to do this year. This is what I expect a lot more teams to uh, do. Well, I mean, like e- even early on, you know, we talked about like where teams come out and press us or not. And and I, you know, we saw we saw Huntsville come out and press us. And you know, I don't think anyone in, in, in Nisa is, is at like that kind of Huntsville level. No. So. You know, I, I don't think teams are going to come out and press us directly. I, I figured they were going to do more of like trying to set up like this. And because what, what you do is you essentially force the center backs. You give them a little time and you saw the center backs at times would would take an extra dribble or two into midfield to try to like force something to, to overload or, or, or to fall apart. And then they would fire a ball into Sometimes into Damien, sometimes into Juan Luis, sometimes into into Taylor. Mm-hmm. And then Lenny, when Lenny came in. And we were much better coming out of that press once Lenny came in. Right, yes. But Toby. Having, he wants to play. He's having fun. He wants to play. Uh, so you had you had the guys uh you know, they were they were they were playing those balls in and and there wasn't a lot because they're because the, the goalkeeper was was full on sweeper keeper style, a lot like you see Tatendi Makruva play for Michigan Stars, the the over the top ball wasn't necessarily always there either. Because they were in more of a, a mid block mm-hmm. than than a high block. So the space required to play over the top wasn't there. And the and the man marking made it so the center backs had time, but they didn't have anybody to pass it to. Yeah. And as soon as Alex McGrath would receive a pass, or Luis Garcia Sosa would receive a pass, or Richard, or Colin even, or JP. They were constantly they were, like nipping at the some, ankles. They had somebody already on them immediately, like on them when they were receiving the pass. So that it was just a simple recycle back. And then once Flower City got it, they weren't as good at it as we are. But they yeah. tried defensive possession. Yes. And they would keep the ball for 10 or 15 seconds. Eventually, our press would force them to go long, usually. But they sometimes were able to play out of it a little bit um, look it was a good game plan it was smart and it didn't work to beat us and it wasn't going to work to beat us on the field like with meritocracy with a meritocracy right? Yeah. By, with merit but, but like this but it is could, it caused us problems this is not last year's flower city and i yes. think I've, I've said it multiple times on this podcast that like they're going to be better and i think they clearly were were better they were a lot better and like it's a decent game plan. I think I think at times you see them playing a little bit like like almost copycatting Rod, not really with not really with like the, the kind of quality. There's the um, there's the penalty on our, our rewatch there. Uh or no, it wasn't called actually. Oh penalty might have been a I need to see the penalty again because that's a that's almost a carbon copy of Taylor like going through two defenders and then getting falling down and not getting a call. I wonder if uh, if the referee was regretting his choice on that first one. Mm. Anyway, um, you see them you see them trying to play a little bit like how we play, and obviously, like we're we're a better team than Flower City. I think that's not going to be controversial of a statement. And and I wonder like if they've 
if they've set up in this kind of way to like adjust a little bit to us, play with a little bit more mid block, a little bit more man marking or, or, or whatever system. And then against other teams, and, and, and I'm going to throw out the Maryland game they played because it was 40 mile an hour gust or something crazy like that. Uh, the only other game in the league this year. But I'll be curious if, if they... They had a really could, long time to prepare for this game. They did. They did. They had. They haven't. Played, you saw that. They haven't played since the Open Cup. Um, I, I think. I think you might see them continue to play, like try to play on the ground with possession, and and you know, even press some teams with a little bit more athleticism, uh, or the teams that aren't quite as good. Think like a Club de Leon right now. Mm. And I don't know. They're going to be interesting to watch. I don't know if they have. If this Diacate thing is 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 real at all, and, and you just don't see him play much or see him leave for whatever reason, like I don't know where the goals are going to come from necessarily. Like Stephen Elias, good player, Luke Ferreira, who uh, <laughs> Luke Ferrari. There we go. You know, you you would hope that like he can he can provide some 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 offense, but like this is. I mean, they they played two games now in Nisa, one against us, one against Maryland. They haven't scored yet. Now, are are us and Maryland the two better teams in the league at this point in time? I also don't know. I mean, I assume we are. Well, what, yeah, well, but like Maryland's beaten Flower City, and they've beaten Club de Leon at this point, mm. who are struggling. Uh, so I don't know. This league is this league is hard to hard to figure out. I mean, like you know, Albion in LA Force played last night in LA, and you could argue Albion was probably the better team, and, and that game ends in a one-one draw. Right after, you know, a week after we kicked the ever living shit out of them. Yeah. So, like, did Albion grow up a little bit? Maybe. Were they were they a little bit more careful, or they just didn't get punished? Like, is is LA a little bit inept? I don't know. It'd be interesting to watch. Got about ten minutes left. Actually, almost exactly ten minutes left. We hit our forty minute limit. <laughs> Three key takeaways. I'm going to start. I'll start with one of mine. Long ball set pieces give us a lot of unpredictability. So something that actually happened in this game is that we took a set piece short and a play, they were obviously preparing for this game for several weeks because they had a player standing right behind. And as soon as Luis took a little touch and then Alex took one touch, the player came in and uh, from behind what Alex didn't see him and took the ball away. So they had a lot of like they were prepared for that. But we are just genuinely going long on set pieces some, whether it's a, a, a free kick or that's a cross or a um, corner that sometimes... We're no. We were going short all the time. There, there's and, a lot of. There's a lot more variance here, and, and I, I think I think it makes us better and more unpredictable. And the the reason I believe we're doing that right now is be, is for the unpredictability factor. Um, and we're, we're a little bit bigger with, with Anatoly, but like it's just an unpredictability factor, and it's good, and it's added some danger, and I'm I love it. I love the unpredictability there. Um, we were better to rewatch. I already said this offensively than I remembered, which is good. Um, and that was the second point. And then uh, I've already talked about number three here. Flower City came with a very good defensive game plan, and they were lucky that it worked as long as it did. Yeah. But it did work for the majority of the game. Yeah. I mean, like I think, I think teams are going to have to 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 have good game plans like that and try to slow us down and try to prevent us from getting as many opportunities as as we can create. And <laughs> I bet the mailman's here. Um. And and like, we still also had our some of our chances, and and if we put one of those away, you know we're off to the races probably. But because we didn't, we allowed them to hang around a little bit, mm-hmm. and like teams are going to have to probably get a little lucky to get results on us right this, mm-hmm. this season. And that's also a legitimate game. Like you you can like you want to take away everything you possibly can, 
and then you're still going to need rely on luck at times. Sure. And like that's what happens when you are probably a mid-table team playing probably the best team in the league. Like that's normal. That's a legitimately normal game plan. Absolutely. So give me your three, Matthew. Uh, number one, no Marcus, no problem. Eh, maybe not. Uh, I I think this was actually the most predictable thing, um, because if you if you don't have the golden boot and golden ball winner from from last year, like no matter how talented your team is, which the teams were more talented than any other team in the league right now, it's going to be a big hole. It it's it still matters. Turns out yeah. it, it still matters. Even if you're more talented than the team you're playing, it's still a big hole. Like there's a reason why he's a striker. There's a reason why like he's able to occupy. He's not like this big six foot five. You know. Like, he's not Lenny, he, 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 but he's not like this huge player that can hold the ball up super well. But he does. Like you played, a, you played a feat with Marcus, and he can hold the ball up. He can do some stuff. He, he can, can take. Just, he can play it out wide. Little dinks, or yep. like will turn and, and find find the big ball out wide. Like there's some, and, and like he maybe more important. And we talked about this about about the Taylor and and Juan Luis switch. He occupies that center channel, and he so will, like Lenny did a great job of that when when Lenny came in. I think, and I think it mattered a lot for not only the. Not only like earning the penalty, and um, and 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 setting us up, but like we were we were also then dangerous, both on the break and in in build up. Yes, in the in the last twenty minutes of the game, like having your having your main nine matters. Also, positioning of the nine matters, and what- yeah, because this team this team needs balance to to allow like space. And well, and Damian plays two balls across the box that Marcus gets a, Marcus gets a tap in on one of them. Yeah, like because Juan Luis one step away, and I just believe that Marcus makes that run a little reads it a little earlier. And there's another Taylor one that like maybe he doesn't get to, but also same idea, maybe he does get to. And it just shows you that when the best player in the league last year is out, you're not going to be quite as it, good. It it does matter. It does. Yeah. Uh, my second one is expect more like this and less like Albion. Um, I just think I think more teams are going to play, try to like pack us in and, and play like this, and um, hope keep us off the board and hope they get one. A lucky yeah, one. yeah. I think I mean I think everybody, unless unless teams are kind of and this may sound crazy, but like committed to you know hoping just to steal one, but want to play their game. You know how like Rob wants to play his game no matter what. Yes. If you play us two times and you play everybody else 22 times in the league, there is an argument for just like kind of letting the chips fall where they may against us in hopes of like getting better at doing your thing against everybody else. Um it takes a hell of a lot of discipline though. It takes a hell of a lot of discipline. And, and Rod's, I, and Rod's I, the only one with that discipline. And I, I don't know if anyone else really does. Yeah. But like I would expect more teams to try to sit in and like pack it in and and try to just like keep us frustrated and, and and keep us whatever and hope the referee you know helps them out a little bit. I imagine that's where this is going to go, and and you're going to see less of Albion, which has had like almost dogmatic commitment to playing out of the back and like playing the kids and not even like remembering to to like settle things in, uh, uh, in like more compact kind of kind of ways. I also just think they are bad. You're giving a lot of oh yeah that's a that's a penalty yeah I just saw it on the screen right now that's that's a pen like yeah. I mean like there's an out like, there's an, like an outstretched leg it's it's a uh, it's a it's a pen it's a pen um, your third one here clean sheets win games and championships yeah this is like the maybe the um, captain obvious one of 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 
any any keys. I think num- I think number one was Captain Obvious. No, no Marcus. No but problem. Like, maybe not. We mentioned this earlier. Like the the defensive performance to be able to to limit danger, to clean up danger where it does exist, to just to, to reduce the amount of times, times period, but also the amount of like dangerous times that exist that you can get scored on. Uh, is a strength for this team compared to last year. Yeah, we're just limiting big chances, and and we're making smaller chances not become big chances. And in doing so, we are we are keeping danger at bay so that the one the nil nil games stay nil nil, and our one zero lead stays one zero. That will like we we are preventing goals from being scored while maintaining a, a balanced and 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 good offense. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. That will help us. Clean sheets help us win games. You can't lose if you get if you have a clean sheet, right? And ultimately, defense wins championships. Offense sells tickets. Defense wins championships. That whole bullshit stuff. Actually, in the basketball parlance, the right one is offense fills seats. Defense wins games. Rebounds wins championships. Okay, okay, that's that's tall person in high school talking right there. Uh, <laughs> so Richard's stepping up right now. Bang. Um, yeah, like I, I just, I, I just think that the defensive ability is going to allow us just more time for our offense to like find the gaps, find the rhythm, find the goals, and you know maybe we get shut out a game, you know here or there, uh, but also in in like you think back to the Michigan Stars game in the playoffs, and you know we all we have them on the weekend as well that we can talk about later. Uh, but if you think back to the Michigan Stars game, like our offense made a couple of chances, not big ones, but like had a couple of chances, like maybe could have put that game, you know, could have gotten a lead and, and turned that game completely differently. But the defense gave up a couple of couple of important plays. They get the set piece. They scored the set piece. You know, you need that defense to prevent that set piece from occurring. Number one, prevent them from scoring. Number two, to allow more time for your offense to finally like find the gap and get it done. And, and like, that's like the offense is better. Yes. I think in terms of balance, in terms of quality, but like that's that defense that's going to help us. uh, I think at the end of the season, be the number one team in the league and advance in a playoff scenario uh, and own, hopefully win a championship. Love it. Uh, You have one minute and 30 seconds, Matthew, to give us a preview for the Open Cup on Wednesday. So number one, you need to go there if at all possible. And if you you can't get to Tuscaloosa, uh, go to CBC to to join our watch party. But also, like, go to Tuscaloosa. Try to do everything you can to get to Tuscaloosa. Like, I don't think there are going to be a ton of Birmingham fans there. Uh, I would love for us to to outnumber their fans. Uh, It's a road game for both teams at this point. Uh, The second thing is Birmingham are good. We played them in the in, in the preseason. We won that game 1-0. Don't put a lot of stock into that. Be like, oh, like this might be tight. Birmingham is good. Like it will be uh by by all accounts, it will be a cup set for uh, for us to win this game. Yes. That doesn't mean that it's not possible. Uh Memphis, I mean as as you might recall, Memphis finished like second in the East last year in the US Championship. We beat the shit out of them. Yep. We also got an early goal and it helped and, and the game state helped a lot of things. But like we've got the quality to do some really really good things. And Birmingham also has quality to do some really, really good things. And like if if we lose this game, it wouldn't shock me for Birmingham to go cup set an MLS team, for example, in the next round. But also get to Tuscaloosa, try to help us get over the line, and who knows, maybe we can host a host an MLS team in Finley Stadium in the fourth round. Hell yeah. 
I love that. Well, Matthew, thank you for showing up this morning, watching the first half with me, and uh, and reviewing this game and recapping this game from Studio Breezy with Toby Mix, Bob Juan, Matthew, and myself. The last thing I will say is it's a busy stretch here. Yeah, get out to the games you can get and make sure the boys feel your uh, feel your presence. There'll be watch parties at CBC for the next two games. Like I said, get to Tuscaloosa. And then we'll be back at home on May 6th. And we'll be back at home on May 6th. See you guys there.